Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Now, we want to start as we mean to continue across the next three hours with a very strong Irish theme on our national holiday. that has become very synonymous uh, with all things Irish over the last 25 years or so uh, from Riverdance uh, there, uh, transformed Irish dance. We want to talk about that this morning and also the Irish language and uh, the impact that it uh, has had and continues to have. And Aideen O'Tiernig, a good friend of uh, the Limerick Today show, speaks fluent Irish. Of course, she's with us. And Nicola Quinn from the Enright Quinn Academy of Irish Dance once two of Live 95 is on uh, the line. Good morning to both of you. Um, Aideen, uh, you've mentioned this to me before and I'm going to get you to explain it again. The different forms of the Irish language and the difference between what might be taught in school and what young people especially are speaking these days. And then, of course, in different parts of the country, uh, the language can vary too, can't it? Yes, it can, of course. So, you know, you've got your there are four main dialects, let's say, around Ireland. And like in Limerick, of course, most of the people in school will be learning Munster Irish, which I'm fond of myself. And then, of course, you've got different dialects in Donegal, in Connemara. And there's actually, believe it or not, a very strong dialect coming from Ballyoclea in Dublin these days um, with all the Gaelic scholars that are there over the years. So you'll hear all sorts of weird and wonderful versions of it. And Aidan, can you give us an example of a word that we would understand or a, a phrase in Munster Irish that does sound very different in one of the other dialects? So you put me on the spot here now, Joe, but I suppose... <laughs> I knew you'd be up for it. <laughs> something really easy would be something like um, in Limerick now and in Munster, you'd say, Oh, we in go home go home Whereas maybe in Connemara and other places, they say go home so that's just a little difference. And I have to say, I'm fond of a go home talk myself. And Aideen, do we have enclaves of the Irish language among Irish communities around the world as well? Oh, of course. I mean, there's. I heard recently about um, a girl who does, she's actually, she works at Radio the Grail Tochta, and she said that coming from the Donegal Grail Tochta, she didn't speak too much Irish outside of school until she moved to Paris. 
and she became part of a group over there called Gaeltacht Sewer Sen, Gaeltacht on the River Sen. And she became part of this thriving Gaeltacht community in Banksmack in the centre of Paris. So there you go, it's all over the world. Yeah, and we've all was uh, heard stories of people who might have been abroad and chatting to a friend of theirs they were on the trip with, deciding to switch Osgeilka, maybe mentioning <laughs> something or other and discovering that someone just behind them on the bus or the train uh, speaks Irish too and getting caught out. <laughs> it can happen. Yeah. You can never be too careful. <laughs> um, we've had a request in here. We are taking them this morning. 086-123-9595. WhatsApp or text with dinnersready.ie. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to you all. Joe in there. Will you wish my granddaughter, Leila Power, a very happy fourth birthday from Nana, Caroline, TJ and Caden. Of course we will and keep them coming and also send in your pictures to us and we'll use them on social media of how you are celebrating this St. Patrick's Day wherever you are in Limerick around the country or around the world and we know that you're probably feeling very far from home uh, this year um, above all years uh, but even if you do happen to be in Limerick you're probably still feeling distanced from friends and family if you haven't been able to see them for a few months now with this ongoing lockdown Um, Nicola um, Irish dance where did your interest in it come from originally. Good morning, Joe. Morning. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you all. You too. Um, yeah, so I actually was born in England. So mom and dad would have moved over there in the late 80s, as many Irish people did. There's a massive diaspora. So we were in um, just a little town outside of London. So it was something mom enrolled myself, my brother and sister into to kind of connect, I suppose, with their Irish roots and get to know other Irish families. And my brother and sister were actually born here in Limerick. So I suppose they had had a couple of years here in play school and whatnot. Um, whereas I had, you know, no kind of recollection of the place. Only for the odd holiday we would have. So I just really stuck with it. I love it. I loved everything about it. You know, meeting other people with similar interests. Um, and I suppose when I came home, you know, it was always a thing. Oh, Nicola, do a little dance for us. And it was interesting, actually, because none of my other cousins in the family danced at the time. So, um, yeah, that's where it all stemmed from. Yeah, and you know, isn't it fascinating that when people are abroad and settle elsewhere for a time, their Irishness becomes probably even more important to them? Oh, absolutely. Like, I would say I'm the most patriotic one in our family and absolutely because of that. You know, there's always a little flag about Nicola and, and the, the crown on my birthday as opposed to the heart. So it's always something I feel I have to defend, like my Irishness. And, you know, I kind of really clung on to, to all of that, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Jean Butler of Riverdance in the studio not that long ago. She spent quite a bit of time in Limerick because uh, yeah. she was studying at the University of Limerick. And here's a little of what uh, she was uh, saying to Anne-Marie. Irish step dancing now is incredibly athletic. I mean, I I am always in awe at what dancers are doing today. Um, I also think the facilities that are given to dancers are much better. So they're kind of aiding this, this their ability in terms of sprung floors that we never had. We danced on concrete and we didn't think twice about it, which is probably why it's very difficult for me to walk in the morning. But I mean, Irish dancers, even their shoes are thought about in ways that our shoes weren't. So uh, my generation of Irish um, dancers went on point for the first time. Now, point work in Irish dancing is like is like 
battering. It's it's just what you do. But when when we were doing it, we had to actually break the shank of the shoe to get up on the shoe. And now the shoes are just made split toe, and people just get straight up on, on point. And therefore, they can do more. Um, and and I think it's um it's incredibly athletic and, and impressive. Yes, now Anne-Marie, um, I think you wouldn't be into hero worship too much, but I, I think when you interviewed Jean <laughs> Butler, it, it was one of your better moments at work. <laughs> hero worship. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, look, at, yeah, I don't get um, starstruck very often, but I, I, it was an honour to interview Jean Butler. It really was at that time when she came into it. It was great. Um, yeah, look, she, she's, you know... That whole era, that river dance, that moment on the Eurovision, I mean, it took over the Eurovision itself that year, was just amazing. I mean, she, the ginger hair, you know, the, the female presence, she was just amazing, amazing. Yeah, because you obviously have your own experiences of Irish dance, including representing Ireland abroad with it. Yeah, look, I looking back now, I even... Um, I've, I feel more grateful now for the experience I had whereas at the time and you were that bit younger you know 19 and early early 20s I don't think you appreciated it or I certainly didn't as much as I did at the time but yeah we, we I was part of a, a different dance troops and we were in Scotland and in Danoon and in Italy and France and we went to Jersey Channel Islands um, and around Ireland as well and just the looking back on how it felt to be abroad uh, representing Ireland particularly the one in Italy it was a European festival so there was all European countries there represented in different camps and I and I was there with the Irish camp and just you you struck um, a memory there for me which I'd completely forgotten about when you were talking to Aideen about the Irish language you know at, at some point the competitive side of the groups on the nights and uh, in the shows would start emerging and you know the French were speaking in French so they knew we didn't know what they were talking about and the Italians were speaking in their language and so on and so forth and us Irish were sitting there looking at each other going God we're not fluent in Irish and if we speak English they're going to know exactly what we're talking about so we were trying to speak in Irish and using sign language and it really drove home the point to us that you know God we really don't appreciate that this is our language and if we were able to speak it fluently you know we can read it great from school but we just couldn't speak it as well um, and that that moment on that uh, festival it really drove it home to us about the Irish language. Right we're chatting to Anne-Marie this morning we're also chatting to Nicola Quinn from the Enright Quinn Academy of Irish Dance and our friend Aideen O'Tiernig who's telling us all about the Irish language. Uh, we'd like to hear from you uh, this St. Patrick's Day do get in touch particularly particularly if you want to remember someone this morning or indeed play a request. That's what we're doing. It's a special morning on Limerick Today.
Well, if you're going to have Irish dancing on the radio, this is probably the morning to do it. A happy well, you can St. Open dance now to, to, this. <laughs> to everybody. And we're chatting to Anne Marie. We have uh, Nicola Quinn from the Enright Quinn Academy of Irish Dance and Aidan O'Tiernig uh, with us. And uh, odd one for you. I was lucky enough to be there on opening night in Radio City Music Hall in New York for Riverdance. The very first night <gasps> it opened. Wow. In, I never in knew that. Yeah, there you go now. Um, it was phenomenal. And of course, oh, wow. um, all kinds of famous people, a few rows ahead of me. I think all the Baldwin brothers had turned up, uh, for example. And uh, listen, you could be here all night oh. talking about the stars. And then I happened to be, don't ask how, <laughs> I happened to be in the bar where they had the after party um, and Gene Butler came back. Oh, you're such I, a dark horse. I, I, I never yeah, knew this. I was, I was. And oh, it, no. was, it was a phenomenal night. But a thing that really struck me, and it goes back to what Nicola was saying about people being abroad or indeed um, people who were born in places like the States and are still very proud of their Irish roots. For the New York Irish, this was like all their birthdays yeah. had come together. Because obviously, you know, there was a lot of struggle for the Irish in the US over generations as well. And uh, for them to see this amazing phenomenon that became such a worldwide success based on Irish dance, but with Irish Americans at the heart of it, uh, with uh, Gene and, and Michael Flatley, was just, it was spine-tingling mm. stuff. Not just the performance, but what it actually meant uh, to, to Irish Americans. And Aidan, I was wondering for you, where did your passion for the Irish language come from? You know, it's it's kind of hard to put a finger on it, but I do vividly remember, you know, well, so I did I did start to be really interested in it after I went to the Irish College in Ballybunion. Fabulous place. I'm sure hundreds and if not thousands of Limerick people have ended up there over the years. But I do vividly remember when I actually kind of grasped a bit of fluency, you know, and being in the car one day in the back of the car and looking at the place names and the road signs and actually being able to understand them. And it was like this whole new secret world was unlocked, you know, being actually able to to break it down and see what it means. Like for, I'll give you an example now. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Noxirnet, down by Adair, yeah. a hill down there. So that translated directly means Noxirnet, the hill of truth. So I was like, well, you know, what happened <laughs> there? Like, what is the story behind that? And just it just unlocks this huge, just this kind of, it feels like a magical, romantic yeah. land, you know, that's just right I, there I underneath the surface. There is a hill somewhere in Limerick that apparently go back to Celtic times and it was famous for orgies. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll have to do a bit of research on that one, Joe. <laughs> Can't say I'm familiar with it just yet. I don't know. I don't know whether that travelled down through time in the Irish language as well. But uh, there you there you go. Someone is going to tell me from somewhere in that vicinity exactly where I'm talking about. But I remember we chatted about it on the programme before. Uh, and Nicola, you know, uh, Irish dance went through a period when it was hyper cool because of river dance and then the spin-off shows, including Michael Flatley's own extravaganza. What's it like now for uh, young people and what styles are they dancing? Yeah, well, it kind of made a big comeback there a couple of years ago. Again, like there was a massive hype, I said, kind of the mid to late 90s. It kind of dwindled then again, I suppose, the early noughties. And then towards the mid noughties and up until now, 
it's actually making a huge revival. Um, and there's so many shows out there now, Joe. Oh, my goodness. So, so many of them. And kind of, I, I nearly have forgotten all of the shows that were out there until lockdown happened. And you just see loads of people posting on social media. I was meant to be on tour. You know, I was meant to be here. I was meant to be there. And it's just, it's just mad, the little hype of it again. And it's absolutely fantastic. And it was something I suppose that we worried about over lockdown, having to teach Irish dancing through Zoom. Would people keep it up? What kind of interest will be there? But I can tell you, it is alive and well and absolutely thriving. And it's kind of gone back to old kind of roots. You know, the, the kind of, I suppose, the fashions of it at the moment are all about rhythm and all about dancing into the ground and hearing the beats and stuff. And that had kind of got away for a while. It was all about, you know, being kind of up in the air and all the big jumps and everything, which is still there for the light dancing. But it's nice to see the really strong rhythms coming back into the heavy dancing, which is lovely. Yeah. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, happy St. Patrick's to all the Toomey family in Adair, the US, England and right around Ireland. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to Liam and Elizabeth eating their Patrick's Day breakfast. Love, Mum and Dad. Thanks for mentioning that, uh, Joe. Annette says, can I wish all my family and friends in Limerick and to my son Fergus and his wife Michelle in Alberta, Canada, a very happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you so much, says Annette, and I assume that is a photo of Annette that she <laughs> sent in on WhatsApp. Let's just sh- say she's got really into the spirit of the colours of St. Patrick's Day. I think even her skirt is like an Irish flag um, this morning, <laughs> which is uh, amazing. Uh, now, obviously, lockdown having a big impact, uh, Nicola, on your dance school and, and others. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're only mad to get back to see the dancers personally, but it is. It's having a massive impact on them. I mean, for a lot of kids, this is their main thing outside of school, you know. Um, And it's kind of sad for the older kids then and the older dancers that maybe, you know, last year might have been their last year competing, say, and you're now, like, they would have missed last year. Most things are cancelled already for this year. Like, the worlds um, are cancelled already and and it was sad because last year was meant to be the 50th anniversary so it's cancelled now again for this year so it won't be happening until 22 so it's an awful lot of older kids that have you know they've, they've retired prematurely I suppose and then for the younger kids it's kind of what lies ahead and having to transform all of these sitting rooms into dance spaces for their couple of nights on Zoom and whatnot yeah. so it's been interesting but thank goodness for us ours have kept interest but you know, you'd, you'd hope that they, they do keep interest until we get back to a class. Absolutely. And normally it would be a very busy day for Irish dancers oh, right around I Limerick know. in the country and parades and events. Dancing down O'Connell Street, getting know, ready by now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and it's a tradition that we all miss. I remember being part of the Limerick City St. Patrick's Day parade myself in my youth. Oh, yes. Aideen, <laughs> um, what's your favourite phrase or shanuckle in Irish? Um, you're just, you're really enjoying putting me on the spot I today, am. aren't you? It's good fun. <laughs> um, oh, heavens. Um, <laughs> I suppose something like, um, Duris Fata Fia Free. That's a nice one. It means, um, so Duris obviously is a door and Fata Fia Free then means that the key to knowledge is to ask. So if you don't ask any questions, you'll learn nothing. Mm. 
I, I think the favourite Irish phrase for Limerick people um, over the last while is Ta Hasarum Glocka and Cur, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Sounds particularly good over the last couple of years. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, guys, listen, thanks so much for taking a bit of time out of your St. Patrick's Day. Now, I mean, it's not as big a sacrifice as it normally would, where you'd have had a very exciting night last night, I'm sure, and you'd be looking forward <laughs> to a very exciting day today, but with lockdown, not quite as possible. But at the same time, we really do appreciate it. It's great to, to chat to both of you. And thanks so much and enjoy the rest of your St. Patrick's Day. Thanks, Joe. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Uh, that is uh, Nicola uh, Quinn of uh, the Enright Quinn Academy of Irish Dance and our good friend Aideen O'Tiernig uh, as well chatting to us about Irish and thanks to Anne-Marie too. No. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.